Hi, this is Jill Jarris. From September 2017 through April 2020, this podcast was known as Olympic Fever. We've since changed its name to keep the flame alive, but we're committed to keeping our back catalog available to you. So please keep the name change and this disclaimer in mind as you listen to it. Olympic is a trademark of the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee, or USOPC. Any use of Olympic in the Olympic Fever podcast is strictly for informational and commentary purposes. The Olympic Fever podcast is not an official podcast of the USOPC. The Olympic Fever podcast is not a sponsor of the USOPC, nor is Olympic Fever associated with or endorsed by the USOPC in any way. The content of Olympic Fever podcast does not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the USOPC, and the USOPC in no way warrants that content featured in Olympic Fever is accurate. Thanks for listening, and now on to the show. Oh, lightning round questions, that sounds interesting. Mesdames et messieurs, the greatest festival of our contemporary society, the Olympic Games, is about to begin. This is going to be close. to Olympic Fever, the podcast for Olympics fans. I am your host, Jill Jarris, joined as always by my lovely co-host, Alison Brown. Alison, hello, how are you today? I was about to make some thunder and, and lightning sound effects, and then I realized that <laughs> it would just sound like I was ill, so I would just skip <laughs> And it. I could tell you how audio-wise that would sound in my ears when I edit this. <laughs> It would sort of sound between like a pew, pew. And then I was like, Wah. I was like, this could not end well. So yeah. thankfully, my brain did stop my mouth. In, right. Which but we we, we still we went there. So. <laughs> yes, we are having a lightning round today because we are on a much needed vacation. And first up is Deanna Price. Deanna is our team hammer thrower. And Ben and I had the pleasure of talking with her last fall. And here's what she had to say about our lightning round questions. Lightning round. So first, where is your Olympic diploma? Olympic diploma at my parents' house. Okay. And what is your first memory of becoming aware of what the Olympics was like when you were a kid? Jenny Finch softball my in, uh, I think it was sixth grade. Okay. Yeah, she's she was pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that was my first realization of it. Hammer, it wasn't till my uh, 2012 for track and field for Hammer. I remember Amanda Beanston throwing 75-75. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite training exercise? Mm, front squat. Okay. Um, what Olympic sport would you do or coach? Other, and now we got to take a lot of stuff off the board. Usually we only have to take your sport off, but we got to take off softball and volleyball oh, as well. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. would you do or coach other than throwing, softball, or volleyball? What other sport? Okay. Um, uh, gymnastics. Yeah. Uh, which I which the, uh, rhythm okay. gymnastics with the ribbons? Uh, I like the uneven bars okay okay Okay. interesting and then so 
explosive and beautiful at the same time and powerful, like those girls are amazing. And I would love to learn that. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, what is your favorite Olympic souvenir? My favorite Olympic souvenir that I got, um, the betting that I got from the Olympic games. Oh, yes. That's my favorite. I absolutely love it because it has all the sports of the Olympics that's on it. It's Mm -hmm. blue and green. And I have, I have it in like, that is the one, a lot of times what I do with what I get is I give it to my mom and dad and my mom and dad keep it. Mm -hmm. But that is probably one of the things that I took with me back to, uh, Carbondale is that betting. I love it. It's funny. Uh, we talked with a rower who was at Rio and that's what she said her favorite souvenir was too, that blanket. So it's interesting oh, to it, hear somebody it, else love it. It is so cool. It's just something that you, it's something unique mm-hmm. that you're going to take with you. And it just, I absolutely love it. Excellent. All right, Deanna, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Deanna. I'm so sorry that you did not get to talk to her. You, I, you and me both, sister. That I, that's one of the the interviews I'm really upset that I was not a part of. But I'll someday, forgive you this time. Someday we will get her back on the show when you are on, and we will just, just to hang out with her. her. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so I was saying to you earlier, I actually have been watching a lot of videos of her lately. It's been coming up on my suggested feeds because you know whenever we do research Mm -hmm. and when she's practicing or she just swings that hammer around like lifeguards swing their whistles (laughs) like it's nothing (laughs) and I'm thinking like I mean that's not two ounces she's like yeah I'm just whipping around like I would smack myself in the face oh I know I I would hit other people but I guess casual right but that's physics at work I mean the centrifugal force in the orbit something like that Someday. Do we have time for a physics story? Of course. Okay. So I took physics in senior year of high school, and I had a lab partner who is still amazingly one of my best friends in the whole world, Jane. And in one of our experiments, we had to spin something above our heads, like on the end of a rope. Oh, no. And we each had to take turns doing it. So as I was about to start, Jane, my amazing lab partner and best friend, dove under the desk (laughs) before I started swinging this thing over my head. So I have a long history of being a dangerous klutz. So it's a good thing that Deanna Price never gave me a chance and said like, oh, you want to turn trying it? No, no, Deanna, I don't. Do not want to take out a world medalist this week. Oh, but it was good to have her back on. And oh, yeah, I do. I so want to meet her in person and just give her a big hug. No, she's a hugger. She is a hugger. All right. Next up is our Taekwondo expert, Madeline Gorman Shore. And Ben and I also talked with her last fall. Take a listen to her lightning round. Lightning round. So we're going to do what we call a lightning round, and it's just a few little questions that we ask all of our guests. So what is your first memory of the Olympics as a kid? Probably, I think it was 2016, actually, that I was watching a friend of mine who went to two Olympics now, uh, Paige McPherson. I saw her walking in opening ceremonies, and it was weird because just Taekwondo athletes don't get recognized as much, I think. 
So I was like, oh, I know them. They're on TV. <laughs> when you're training, what's your favorite thing to eat? Oh, I think any pasta dish, really, because I have to reload on those carbs and everything like that. So, yeah, probably pasta. <laughs> <laughs> when when you're not training, when, you're, when you have uh, off-season, what do you like to eat? I, I'm not picky, so I just eat anything. Really. <laughs> do you have what is your off season like? What is your what is your competition calendar like? Do you get much of one? No, not oh, really? at all, really. Yeah, so I, I'm really like just training constantly, and then going to tournaments, and then coming back, training some more, and going to the next one. Okay, all right. If you couldn't do taekwondo, what Olympic sport would you do instead? I think I would do volleyball, like any like beach volleyball or like a team volleyball. I loved volleyball in high school. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I would try for that. I might be too short, but I can try. <laughs> What's it like doing a individual sport versus a team sport for you when you're competing at this high level? It's, it's. I think it's better to be in an individual sport for me because I get so frustrated if something goes wrong okay. and I can pull it out on all those my teammates rather than myself because I don't want to be that person to be like do better and everything but I could just do it for myself okay all right that's interesting and then what is your favorite souvenir from a tournament I always collect keychains from wherever tournament I go to and I put them on a wall with the U.S. flag behind it. Oh, nice. What's your? Do you have a favorite one? Um, I have to go back and look at them. I don't know if I have a favorite one. <laughs> That's cool. This is a new one. I like I like hearing people's souvenir stories because everybody everybody has something different. Yeah. And it's always interesting. And it's probably that's something nice and small that tucks into a suitcase oh, or yeah. a travel bag. Yeah. Yeah. I recently just started collecting postcards though to like collage them on my wall. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of cool to do but i don't have enough of those yet <laughs> nice thank you so much madeline there's somebody you know talk about centrifugal force i do not want to get like caught in her roundhouse kicks uh, yeah <laughs> i only get to do that once in a while so i take advantage oh when I man that. sorry for all of you who just hung their heads <laughs> i have to check and see how madeline's doing this season how she's doing on her uh quest for the games because i hope she does well she seems like one tough cookie man oh. i think just the mental game she brings in and the focus that she seems to bring into her work oh man you're gonna have to be a strong person to to top that i want her in the dark alley with me man right yeah oh anyway <laughs> so let's move on to our swimmer mallory comerford uh mallory talked with us not that long ago and told us about uh her lightning round questions take a listen Lightning round. Let's jump into our lightning round questions. What is your first memory of the Olympics when you were a little kid? Oh, that's tough. I think it was, from what I can remember, I was on a winter vacation and watching the Winter Olympics, actually, with um, a bunch of my mom's college roommates um, and watching the Winter Olympics, not the Summer Olympics. Do you know which one it was? I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. My childhood memories are, I don't have that many of them. <laughs> like that I can remember. I mean, I have, I have them, but specific. But I, I remember watching it when we were 
um, at the ski lodge and watching that. What is your favorite training exercise? Oh, that's tough. Outside of swimming, I actually really like to run. Um, I grew up running track and field. My little brother runs at Syracuse. My mom, mom ran marathon. So I actually really like to run and it adds um, something different to swimming. Like not just swimming, you can go out for a run and get it and helps me get into great shape. How many calories do you eat when you're training per day? Oh, it depends on the day. I don't necessarily count, but I would say like on really hard days, I probably get close to 3000 calories, not a ton, maybe a little bit more. Um, something constantly working on is my nutrition. So figuring out sometimes how to gain weight. Oh, Mallory, I can help you with that. (laughs) Um, and how to, how to gain muscle, not necessarily gaining weight, but gaining good muscle. Yeah, because I'm like 3,000 calories for me. That's Friday. <laughs> oh, I can eat 3,000 calories easy. I can just go roll up to McDonald's and I enjoy that a lot. I just know I should not do that. So finding 3,000 calories of good nutritional value is, can be challenging for me. All right. How, what Olympic sport would you do or coach other than anything in a pool? 100% gymnastics. I think it's the coolest sport. Like, I... My freshman year of college, me and this other girl on the team were obsessed with gymnastics and we would watch all these videos and try to do all this stuff. And I think it's incredible and insane what they can do. Okay, but here's where we're gonna run into a problem. How tall are you, Mallory? <laughs> I'm five nine. Yeah, and I'm not, I can barely touch my toes. So <laughs> not the sport for me. I was gonna say swimmers and gymnasts not same body type. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> and finally, do you have any Olympic type souvenirs or anything? I don't. I mean, I growing up, I loved watching the Olympics, always dreamed of um, being in the Olympics. So 2016 Olympic trials, like I have all my stuff from trials. Um, yeah. Did they give you anything cool from that? Yeah. They actually gave us um, a kickboard that says like 2016 US Olympic trials with their name, last names on it. And then they gave us a water bottle with the same thing. I think I have both still. I know I definitely have the kickboard. I don't know where my water bottle is, but definitely something that I hold on to. And then um, from every big meet that you go to, you have like a credential. So I have all those from all the meets that I've been to. Very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mallory. You know, when we were asking about how many calories she eats in a day, all I could think of was all those stories about Michael Phelps and how the 10,000 calories. Yes. I wonder if that was true, if he really did eat 10,000 calories. I think he did. I mean, he was a big guy. He was a big guy. Okay, so a lot of the social posts I did for that episode had to do with Mallory's hair, because she does have absolutely gorgeous hair. Right. So I was talking to my mother, and I showed her a picture of Mallory. I was like, oh, here's the girl we interviewed this week. And the first thing out of my mother's mouth was, how does a swimmer have hair that gorgeous? (laughs) So apparently this is a genetic problem we have of being jealous of this woman's hair. So it wasn't just it's me. It actually made, yeah. it, it's, she's a beautiful girl and she's an amazing swimmer and I want her to do so well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know that her hair will smell fresh because she uses whatever smells good on the shelf. <laughs> That's right. And finally, we uh, are bringing in the biceps of Jake Dalton one more time. 
Big guns. Knocking us out with his lightning round. Take a listen. Lightning round. Okay, lightning, lightning round. round. Lightning round. When was the last time you watched American Anthem? Ooh, I loved that movie when I was younger. It, it's been a long time, I think. <laughs> probably like 10 years maybe, but man, I probably watched it like once a week when I was a little kid. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking. I have not seen the movie, but we were like 1984 was the big seminal Olympic moment when I was a kid. Yeah. So I remember watching Mitch Gaylord and everything. And was like that. I'm not sure about that movie, but yeah, I did it. <laughs> yep, I I loved it when I was younger, just because it had gymnastics. There was not really any movies out there other than like Nadia that had gymnastics, especially on the guy side. So just the fact that there was this guy that seemed super cool and had all this gymnastics experience I thought was awesome. Now, did you really think that the romance aspects of that movie was going to happen for you? <laughs> no. no, I definitely think that could have been skipped over a little bit, but uh, maybe See, I, they were just I trying... have seen that movie and yeah. I'm a little worried yep. about you, Jake. I know. <laughs> hey, hey, it was the gymnastics part. Okay. Okay. When you're, when you're that young, you're like, ew, you know, <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> All right. Where is your? Where do you keep your diploma, Olympic diplomas, and/or participation medals? That's a great question. I'm sure it's in a box somewhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the medal, like there, you do actually. Well, I have the like a little London tag right, right here, actually sitting next to me. I have a, a few of them over here, so I, I, they are very memorable, and I do like them, especially the coins, the paper. You know, it, it's something I'll keep. But uh, really, it just kind of reminds you of you really wanted a medal instead of a, a piece of paper, you know. So um, if you can, that. you can probably see. Yeah, I was gonna say you can probably see behind me my wife when I retired ended up putting my Olympic one of my uh, I think that's actually a world championship jersey up with an Olympic poster um, from when I stuck vault and kind of put the highlights of them. So something like that is is also super meaningful where it just kind of highlights everything and rather than just being from one specific time, it was kind of a highlight of everything. So things like that are super cool, but I do have a big box of just a lot of memorabilia, so. Uh, what's your first memory of the Olympics when you were a kid? Probably 2000 and, I remember the 2000 Olympics, but I wasn't, you know, still pretty young at that point and wasn't super crazy about it. Uh, I definitely remember the 2004 Olympics and people were posting that Paul Holm had won the all around. But I remember it was late at night, so I literally didn't look at anything, didn't watch anything. I knew something good happened, and, and I watched it recorded instead, and so I got to watch it that way rather than looking up and seeing. So I, I definitely remember that in 2004. What was your tra favorite training exercise? I, I liked training floor, like training floor a lot. Competing was vault, but training was floor. How How come? Because when you compete floor, there's a lot of landings that are very crucial. And there was, so it was really nerve wracking and vault was just, you put a lot of power into it and it's very quick. <laughs> so it doesn't, there's not so much stress involved, but floor, you know, you have six passes where you're trying to land each one of them really smooth. So it was really stressful and it was also a really good event for me. So, uh, you know, if you kind of overstepped and went out of bounds, that was a big no, no. And so that made it pretty nerve wracking and vault was just so quick, but in training, you know, obviously you want to stick and do do well in training, but I also could play around on floor and have a lot of fun with it. There's a lot of combinations you can do and big skills to pits and things like that. Do you ever wish the entire world was a springy floor? 
<laughs> kind of. It would make things a little more fun. <laughs> <laughs> or a trampoline, you know, that would be pretty sweet. If you could do any Olympic sport, what would you do or coach other than gymnastics? Ooh, I think maybe snowboarding. I think snowboarding would be pretty, pretty awesome. We're, you know, I've slowly gotten into some snowboarding, doing a lot of new hobbies now. So I think snowboarding super cool. You're outside. It's usually really beautiful wherever you're at. Uh, so I think that would be pretty fun. And it creates that air awareness too. But, you know, landing on hard ice doesn't exactly sound fun either. <laughs> and then finally, what is your favorite Olympic souvenir? Ooh, Olympic souvenir. That's a really good question. Man, I have no idea. Does it have to be like from the Olympics or could it be because of the Olympics maybe? It could be because of the Olympics. It's, you know, anything tangential is fine as well. Well, let's see if this kind of works. So when we were on the Olympic tour, um, we got a kind of like a behind the scenes private tour of the, the Pentagon. We were with someone who had been in the Navy and they gave us a tour of that. So we met a lot of a lot of cool generals and we got um probably like three or four like challenge coins is what they call them oh where, uh, i have a challenge just, coin yeah hey, yep exactly so we got a couple from some some pretty cool people up there and uh i think that was probably really really cool and really special that yes i would agree with you thank you so much jake you know for for movie club we had a little rule where the movie had to be based on a true event or an actual person or one of the documentaries around the Olympics. But then when I listened to this, and I remember we asked him about American Anthem, I kind of wanted to make that a movie club pick. And film buff Fran was upset with us because when we specifically <laughs> said no American Anthem, she she was mad. So I think the the movie club gods are, are saying, you must do American Anthem as one. So maybe over the summer when we're needing something light and, and fluffy. <laughs> MSK Gaylord, he's no lightweight, though. I know. And with that cool theme song. Oh, because I only remember, vaguely remember the video for it. Me too. I just remember it was the guy from Duran Duran that wasn't in Duran Duran. It was like his one solo song. Oh, it w that would be Andy Taylor. Yeah. Huh. Good we'll have to find that. Now we got to oh, find well, the song. Now we'll totally find the song and we'll post it up on social. So, <laughs> look for, you know, you can vote for American Anthem if you would like. And if you, if you would like to not watch that, let us know that too. <laughs> I think we're going to have to. Right. Because <laughs> I haven't seen, okay, so I saw it, I'm sure, when it came out, but I don't really remember. Oh, I did not. It. No, absolutely. It was not on my list to see. <laughs> so we get to interview a lot of athletes and we're very, very lucky. And Jake is one of those athletes where I really wish we could interview his parents. Oh, really? I do. Something about a couple of things he said that he did as a kid. I'm really curious as to what he was like when he was 10. Uh, right. So, Mr. and Mrs. Dalton, I'd like to chat. <laughs> It'll be fun. We promise. We promise. I'll make tea. It would be interesting to talk to parents of elite athletes and the sacrifices that they go through and how you determine okay, this is something worth pursuing or my kid has something that other kids don't have and here's how we go about letting this talent shine. So it'd, it'd be really interesting to be able to talk to some parents about that. You know, especially in a sport like gymnastics where you don't just 
fall into it as a high school athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see track and field tends to be a little later or you tend to discover it through school. But to get to certain levels of a lot of these sports, you really have to make that choice very, very young mm-hmm. to pursue it seriously. And how do you make that decision? Right. Or even especially in the sports where they are very young to begin with. So like women's gymnastics or figure skating. Women's, yeah, women's figure skating. And, exactly. and we're seeing uh, this year in skateboarding or in like the half pipe, they can be very young. You know, how how do you deal with that? And then after you get to the Olympic level, like what's next or sh- is there a next or I don't know. It's a very good question. Yeah. So put it in the hopper. On the list. All right. Well, that will wrap it up for this week. We will be back here next week with more Olympic stories for you. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, keep the flame alive. Stay in touch. Email us at olymfever at gmail.com. That's O-L-Y-M fever at gmail. You can also leave us a voicemail at 530-763-3837. That's 530-70-FEVER. We're on Twitter at Olympfever, and you can join in the conversation at our Facebook group, Olympic Fever Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep the flame alive.